Hello everyone and welcome back to Good Games Casually. I'm your host, Derek Lockwood, and this is a chill video game podcast where making time for video games as a hobby and keeping up with gaming news is no small feat. Hello everyone, I hope you're all doing fantastic. I'm doing great, thank you for asking. So I want to do a quick shout out of news. I forgot to do this last week, my apologies. However, if you follow me on threads at Good Games Casually, you will know that we now have a Discord server, and I'll go into more detail later on, but if you would like to join this Discord server, you can head over to my website at goodgamescasually.com, and you will see an invite link or an embed of Discord right on the front page. Once you're in, go ahead and say hi. Lots of channels for everyone. We have art. We have pet photos. It's a good time, and I hope to see you there. So we have an interesting topic this week, and it's something that is more personal than I usually talk about, and that is FOMO. And you're probably wondering what that is. It's the fear of missing out. There have been a lot of games that came out this year, and the year is not even over yet. We still have amazing titles like Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door Remaster. We have Super Mario RPG Remake coming out. Mm, Dude. This year, 2023, has been wild. But let's hop in. Let's talk about this. The excitement that comes with a new video game release is a sentiment that's shared universally among gamers. From blockbuster titles to indie gems, the allure is almost too powerful to resist. But let's address the giant loot box in the room. For many gamers, that excitement often turns into a source of anxiety. There's a term for this unsettling experience. Fear of missing out or FOMO. Though widely discussed in the context of social activities and career opportunities, the discussion around FOMO in gaming is surprisingly scant, particularly for those trying to balance a tight schedule with a desire to stay plugged into the gaming world. Typically, articles and discussions around gaming FOMO focus only on the surface-level challenges, how to keep up with fast-paced release schedules, or tips to quickly finish games. However, these discussions often miss the nuanced psychological and emotional layers that feed into this phenomenon, especially for gamers with limited time. Furthermore, there's a lack of acknowledgement about how FOMO not only impacts your gaming experience, but seeps into your emotional well-being and even financial stability. So, how do you get over FOMO when new games keep coming out, but time and life constraints limit your ability to dive in? The answer isn't as simple as, just find time, nor is it about entirely ignoring your feelings of FOMO. It's a complex issue, deserving of a comprehensive discussion that not only understands the busy gamer's lifestyle, but also offers practical solutions. This will take you on a journey through the less explored facets of FOMO in gaming, from the psychological triggers and the social media amplifiers to the hidden costs and feasible solutions, helping you take control of your gaming life without feeling like you're missing out on the next big thing. Let's talk about the psychology of FOMO, the neuroscience behind FOMO. The human brain is a complex organ, and it plays a significant role in how we interact with video games. One of the most neglected aspects of FOMO in gaming is how our brain chemistry actively contributes to this emotional state. When we see trailers or gameplay for a new game, our brains release dopamine, a neurotransmitter that controls the reward and pleasure centers. It's the same chemical reaction that happens during other rewarding experiences like eating or exercising. The catch? This dopamine release can create a cycle of anticipation and reward, 
making you more susceptible to feeling like you're missing out if you don't get that new game. Now, let's throw social validation into the mix. When your friends are talking about the latest game, or you see influencers having a blast streaming it, your brain perceives this as a form of social validation. If they're enjoying it, I will too, you think. However, this validation isn't based on your personal preference or even your actual availability to play the game. It's an automated response built on years of social conditioning. Understanding the neurological basis behind these feelings can empower you to make more rational decisions, especially when time is a limited commodity. And one of the bigger catalysts to FOMO in my experience is social media. The role of social media is exacerbating FOMO is a topic that's rarely explored in depth within the gaming industry. Platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and Threads and YouTube act as an echo chamber that constantly remind you of what you could be missing out on. It's one thing to see a commercial for a new game. It's another to see your friends list populated with people currently playing that game, complete with screenshots and real-time updates. It's like being on the outside of an exclusive party and you're looking in. Moreover, Social media algorithms are designed to keep you engaged by showing you content that elicits strong emotional reactions, like FOMO. You'll see more posts about the newest game releases, DLCs, or epic gameplay moments not just because they're trending, but because these platforms know that this type of content engages you. By understanding how social media feeds into your FOMO, you can take proactive steps to manage your consumption and thereby manage your FOMO. Whether that's muting certain keywords or setting limits on social media use during peak release seasons, having this awareness allows for a more tailored and enjoyable gaming experience. Now, we've been talking more about the mental and emotional cost of FOMO, but what about the financial strain of FOMO? Keeping up with the latest video game releases is not just emotionally draining, but also financially taxing. How many times have you found yourself purchasing a game right after its launch, often at a premium price, only for it to sit in your digital library unplayed? This form of impulse buying is an often overlooked drain on your wallet. For example, consider the gaming landscape of 2023. Games like Starfield, The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and now Alan Wake 2 were among the top releases, for each costing around $60 to $70 at launch. Toss in the seasonal passes for games like Fortnite or Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and you're looking at a substantial financial commitment. Here, let me go ahead and break it down for you. The financial reality, so to speak. Okay, initial game cost, $60 to $70 for AAA titles. Now, go on a few months, we got DLCs and expansion. That's an additional $20 to $40. And don't forget, for those who like live service games... We got seasonal battle passes. That's about another $10 to $20. And of course, in the world of digital gaming, we have microtransactions, a slippery slope that can range from a few dollars to over 100 times over. By succumbing to FOMO and making these purchases, you're not just spending money. You're investing in a commitment to play these games, one that you may not even have time to honor. And as these games start to build up in your library and the FOMO is getting worse, it's now taking an emotional toll. Here's a darker facet of gaming FOMO that's rarely touched upon. The emotional and mental strain it puts on you. Every major gaming event, whether it's Summer Games Fest, Gamescom, or the Tokyo Game Show, brings a slew of announcements that can induce FOMO. You start to feel that if you don't play the latest Final Fantasy, 
or jump into the newest Assassin's Creed open world, you're missing key cultural moments. This creates an emotional paradox. You're excited by these grand events and announcements, but also burdened by the explicit expectation to be part of them. The emotional toll also manifests in the form of stress, anxiety, and sometimes even guilt. You feel stressed about not having enough time to play, anxious about missing out on in-game events or content, and guilty for spending time on games you aren't even playing. These feelings create a vicious cycle, where FOMO fuels your actions, and those actions in turn amplify your FOMO. Understanding the hidden costs, both financial and emotional, gives you a holistic perspective on gaming FOMO. With this knowledge, you're better equipped to navigate the gaming landscape, prioritizing what truly matters to you. Now, this next section, I definitely have experience with this in my middle 30s. Fitting in gaming with a busy schedule and prioritizing your gaming experiences. When life keeps you on your toes, every moment you can game becomes precious. In such a landscape, it's vital to prioritize your gaming experiences. You can't hop on every shiny new title that comes your way. You have to be selective. First off, what really moves you in a game? Is it the emotional depth of the narrative-heavy games like Life is Strange? Or is it the adrenaline rush of competitive games like Rocket League? Knowing what you're passionate about in the gaming realm can help you sift through the deluge of new releases and zero in on games that truly speak to you. And I would like to help you with that choice by giving you some tips to prioritize your games. Know your game's genres. Stick to games that you know that you will enjoy. And don't forget to check out the game's length, review how long it will be. You can use websites like How Long to Beat that gives you detailed sections, completionist, normal, on how long it takes to beat that game. Shout out to my friends over at SGLT, Short Game Long Talk with Eric and Jess. They use that website, How Long to Beat, all the time to decide what games are going to play next because their podcast focuses on shorter games. Go ahead and give them a listen. I'll put it down in the show notes below. But you can also check on community feedback. Reddit threads and YouTube reviews can give you valuable community perspectives. And don't forget, consider multiplayer versus single player. Your choice may depend on whether you have a dedicated group of friends to game with. Managing your time effectively can be as simple as incorporating tried and true techniques into your routine. One popular approach is the Pomodoro technique, where you break your time into intervals. Traditionally, that's 25 minutes, but it can be whatever you'd like. And it's separated by short breaks. This method could be applied to gaming just as easily as it is to use for work tasks, allowing you to fit short but satisfying gaming sessions into a busy schedule. Alternatively, you can use a plain old calendar to schedule gaming sessions as you would any other important activity. Set reminders to carve out dedicated gaming slots and try to adhere to them as much as possible. By treating gaming as an activity that deserves its place on your calendar, you mentally prioritize it, thereby reducing the FOMO you might feel when new games roll out. By consciously choosing your games and utilizing effective time management techniques, you not only reduce FOMO, but also make your gaming hours more rewarding. After all, gaming should be a source of joy and relaxation not another point of stress in an already hectic life. Because it's so easy to get caught up in the hype cycle of upcoming releases. But let's not forget the goldmine that likely already exists in your gaming library. Tapping into your backlog of games offers several advantages that not only enhance your gaming experience, but also serve as an effective strategy to counter FOMO. Imagine revisiting a classic like Skyrim, 
with its extensive modding community breathing new life into the game. Or perhaps you never had the time to jump into Hollow Knight, but its intricate design and story have always intrigued you. These aren't just older games, they're potential new experiences waiting to be had. And there are advantages to embracing your backlog. There's the cost-effective side of it. There is rich online sources because the game has been out for a while, wealthy guides and community discussions. There's updated gameplay, patches and updates often make the games much better than at launch. And you also have no guilt. You're finally getting around to the games you paid for, but you just haven't had the time to play yet. And as we are starting to find more positive ways to tackle FOMO, we should be more selective about our gaming consumption. Being selective about the gaming media you consume can be a potent weapon against FOMO. The gaming world is always buzzing. New trailers, interviews, live streams, and so much more. But who says you need to keep up with it all? Choose to follow outlets or creators that cover your specific interests. If you love indie games, maybe a newsletter focused solely on the indie scene would be more up your alley than a general gaming news site. By curating the media you consume, you control the narrative and minimize the fear of missing out on every next big thing that doesn't directly pertain to your interest. By diving into your backlog and making more conscious media choices, you tackle FOMO on two fronts, both practical and psychological. You change your gaming habits in a way that aligns with your lifestyle and emotional needs, making the experience as enriching as it is enjoyable. However, in a world where the gaming industry is continually involving and offering new experiences, it's easy to feel like you're perpetually missing out. However, as we discussed, FOMO isn't a force you have to let govern your gaming life. By taking a proactive approach that involves prioritizing your gaming interest, employing effective time management techniques, diving into your existing backlog, and selectively consuming gaming media, you can turn this nagging sense of loss into a more rewarding gaming lifestyle. As a busy gamer, your time is a precious commodity. And there's a unique kind of joy in missing out, often abbreviated as JOMO, that often comes from knowing you've made thoughtful choices about how to spend that time. And what is JOMO, you may ask? The joy of missing out. This sense of satisfaction often surpasses any fleeting thrill new releases might offer. While everyone is caught up in the hype of the latest releases, you could be discovering a forgotten gem in your backlog or finally mastering a game you've had for years. So what are the takeaways in this episode? How do you tackle FOMO? Be selective. Not all games deserve your time. Choose ones that align with your interest. And don't forget to utilize time management. Adopt strategies to incorporate gaming into your busy life. And hey, embrace older titles. Your backlog is an untapped reservoir of potentially fantastic experiences that you may have forgotten about. And for all my doom scrollers out there, consume wisely. Limit your media consumption to outlets that genuinely benefit you. By following these practical steps, you'll find that FOMO becomes less of an issue. Instead, you start gaining more control over your gaming life, turning it into a source of joy rather than stress. In the end, gaming is meant to be an enjoyable pastime, one that you can and should tailor to your lifestyle. So hey, reclaim that joy, lose the FOMO, and let's hop on the train of JOMO, the joy of missing out and gaming on your terms. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, this one is much more personal to me because I do feel that every now and then, especially in this year, 2023, it has been jam-packed with gnarly, 
amazing, beautiful, innovative titles. And thankfully, I have had enough time to play quite a bit early on in the year. But the second half of the year, I've definitely been lacking in time. It's just life in general. I'm 34 years old. I have plenty of other obligations and responsibilities. And thankfully, we also have mobile gaming. I have a Switch. I also have a Steam Deck. And I can play most of the games that I want to play on those things. But, you know, I obviously can't take my PS5 with me everywhere. And I definitely can't take my Xbox to work. But I'm trying. And I know you're trying too. So hopefully this offers some kind of comfort knowing that there are other people out there who are experiencing what you are experiencing. I do want to give a few updates before we go. So I recently found out that my hosting provider for my podcast, who shall not be named because I want to be nice, has been processing my audio after it's uploaded. Now, I did not know this until I started doing more research because obviously I'm the one who edits my, well, it may not be obvious, but I edit my own podcast. I do everything myself. I don't pay anyone. And it would sound very different when I'm streaming it through Apple Podcasts or Spotify versus my master file here on my computer. After doing further research, it turns out that the hosting provider processes the audio again to a smaller, but more or less quality audio file. Now, they do explain why they do that. That's to save space and just make it more viable for listeners who have slower internet. But I don't want that. And also, most people download their podcast beforehand, or at least that's what I do. Everyone that I follow, I have it set to auto-download so I can listen to the highest quality audio that I can. And also, when I'm driving through areas on my commute to work that don't have service, my podcast or music don't get cut off. So in this next week, I will be looking to change to a new provider. And I don't know exactly what that means for you guys, the listener. There's a podcast that I listen to called Nextlander. It's another gaming podcast where they changed their provider mid-season. And the quality jump was pretty substantial. When I listened to the previous episode and the new episode after they switched, it's like a night and day difference. Um, they never explained exactly why they were switching. They just said they were switching. So I'm hoping that I can get that same kind of quality difference when I switch over to whoever I decide. I'm still doing research. I want to make sure that whoever I go to does not do that uh, post-processing my audio after I upload it and also offers some features that can be helpful because the one that I'm using right now, pretty bare bones. Um, I just upload audio. Good to go. So there's that. But I also want to remind you of the Discord server that we have. It's called LFG Online or Leveling Friends Group. It is a community of other creators who make podcasts or just gaming stuff in general, but there's also the community of each of those creators base. So there's people who listen to my stuff. There's people that listen to Short Game Long Talk and other creators in there. And everyone is coming together and just talking about their enjoyment. We have channels centered around uploading photos of your pets because we love fluffy animals. We have channels for gaming news. We also have threads and forums for specific events. Like we just did one for the Xbox Indie Showcase. That was really cool. We also have one for the horror games that are coming out. So there's a lot of things in this community that I think is beneficial for everyone, especially if you don't have a lot of time to keep up with news, because people can obviously post what they see into the Discord server so we can have on-demand news. Or really, again, it's just a bunch of creators audiences and players of all types and backgrounds coming together to just have fun and talk about what we love the most, which is gaming. 
So if you want to join, go ahead and go over to my website at goodgamescasually.com. On the front page, you should see an invite link or a Discord embed. Just go ahead and click join and you'll be prompted to join LFG. On my website, you can also send me an email if you'd like to share some feedback or share something cool that you've experienced that's game related. Have you played a really cool game recently that you beat? Are you looking forward to me talking about a certain topic that you might be interested in? Let me know. You can send that to me through an email on the contacts page, or you can send me a voicemail if you're more comfortable with that. Either way, I will read it on the show and you too can help create content with me. So if you found this episode enlightening or helpful at all, please share with a friend. It really helps out a lot. And you can also leave me a review on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts, and it helps the show grow. It helps us reach more players. Thank you all so much for listening. I appreciate your involvement, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.